0: The Dental Practice Fixers podcast is brought to you by the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success. To find out how we can help increase the success of your practice, check out maddow.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060.
1: Should I stay or should I go? A question that bugs a lot of associates in the dental world. And it should bug a lot of practice owners as well because it's to everyone's advantage if our associates love what they do every single day and life is great for all doctors, all team members and all patients. And I've got a letter to the editor, so to speak, On today's Dental Practice Fixers podcast, it kind of illustrates where some dentists go wrong when it comes to that. Hey there, I'm Dr. Richard Maddow. I'm co-founder of the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success, and I'm your host on the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. Thanks so much to everyone for being a part of the Dental Practice Fixers family, where we do some mystery shopper calls on every single episode. And I really do appreciate you being here. I want to let you know it's a great idea to reference the show notes. You can go to the show notes, and there are five very important links there for you that can help your practice, um, learn more about how to succeed in dentistry, some great things we have for you at the Matter Center, all kinds of cool stuff, including my favorite link, one that lets you subscribe to our e-letter. At the Matter Center, we do an e-letter to our Dentist friends, and dental team member friends about four or five times a week, filled with great practice-building ideas, strategies, sometimes sometimes even like fun things for your huddle. We'll let you know about webinars, seminars, all those kinds of things, and everybody that signs up gets put in a drawing for a dental practice fixer's coffee mug. Wow, who wouldn't want that? Your very own dental practice fixer's coffee mug. So go to those links, or you can go to maddo.com slash newsletter if you want to sign up for our e-letter. Okay, my email address, my personal email address is rich, R-I-C-H at madow, mado I get tons of emails from listeners and viewers, and I respond to every single one. But I wanted to read this one on the podcast today because it's from an associate. Well, let me just get right down to it. I'm, I'm going to read this to you and tell you some of my thoughts on it. It says, hi, Dr. Matto. I'm not a practice owner, but I'm writing to tell you my story. I've been out for 11 years now. I love how people say I've been out, like you escaped prison. Isn't that great? When you get out of dental school, it's like jailbreak. Tonight there's going to be a jailbreak. I've been out for 11 years now. I've been an associate this whole time in various settings, corporate dentistry, group practice, practice as a solo provider. I even did school dentistry for a little bit of time at the start of my career. I recently started out at a new practice, which is a small corporation in the Midwest. Obviously, I'm hiding the location and the name and all that stuff for anonymity. I'm the solo dentist here, and the owner dentist purchased the practice from a doctor who had to retire at short notice due to health reasons. The previous dentist was a well-loved guy. His treatment planning was way different than mine. He did a lot of large amalgams, patched up several teeth that actually needed uh, more treatment. Now I see several patients who have larger amalgams, and I see them breaking down. From time to time, I will bring this to a patient's attention and recommend treatment. But I am met with a lot of resistance from patients who are used to being told that everything is fine. Side note, the office is in the process of going digital, so we don't take photos with an intraoral camera as of yet. When I let patients know, there are many times that I feel hesitant to tell them because the hygienist just told me in front of them, everything looks good. Oh, don't you love that? I don't see any problems. And then I go in and see huge amalgams that are leaking and have cracks in them. Okay, I just want to take a break in this letter for a second with a few thoughts. First of all, It's not good that the hygienist or anyone on the team, a team member, assistant, whoever tells the patient everything looks fine before you've had the chance to examine them, especially if everything doesn't look fine. So, doctor, I'm going to highly suggest a clinical calibration meeting with your entire team. And you know what? If the owners don't let you do it, well, you're in the wrong practice, which you may be anyway. But I'm going to highly suggest you call a team meeting and do what's called clinical calibration. And that means you talk to the team about your standards and why you have those standards and why it benefits the patient so much. For example, if we have a tooth that has a large old MOD amalgam that's breaking down and there's recurrent decay, and it looks like a cusp is about to fracture off, we don't just patch that up or do another large amalgam. We do a crown, and this is why. And this is why it's best for the patient's health. This is why it's best for the patient in the long run because they're avoiding severe damage to that tooth, which will be more costly, more dangerous, more painful, and not as good of a restoration. Uh, you know, clinical calibration. This is why we do scaling and root planning when I see this on the pocket measurements and inflammation and bone loss and all those things. This is when we refer for wisdom teeth extractions, for example, and when we do them in-house. All your clinical logic, so to speak, can be talked about and discussed in a calibration meeting to make sure that the team knows we're doing what's best for the patient. Now then again, of course, with a practice like this, you have the risk of somebody saying, well, the old doc told me everything was fine, or the old doc would have just patched it up. And then, of course, just, you know, you don't want to be disrespectful for the old doc, but you can say something like, well, I can't tell you what was seen on the date of that examination, but I can tell you what we see today, and this is why this is what I'm recommending. As far as intraoral cameras, they are great. They're so cheap now. You can get a decent intraoral camera for a few hundred bucks and just show it on your laptop. Show the pictures on your laptop. Don't use that as an excuse. Get an intraoral camera set up if you think that'll help you explain your diagnosis and treatment recommendations to the patient, but make sure your entire team is on board with you or everything will backfire. Okay, I'm going to continue with the letter now. My schedule is very light on most days. I feel pressure from the management to produce, produce, produce. I do not have a consistent dental assistant because all the dental assistants quit. Oh, that's horrible. I feel sad, frustrated, and even angry on most days. I feel like I made a mistake accepting this position. I constantly feel that I'm not meeting anyone's expectations and even worry that I'm going to get fired soon. There's constant pushback, employers telling you that you need to tell patients about the urgency of dental work, and I'm caught in the middle of this. For the last few years, I've gone back and forth between considering owning a dental practice and just continuing to be an associate. I do not feel confident enough to manage people, which is why I never look seriously at dental practices for sale. I often think if I'm suited for a different career, but I have no other skills. Oh man, I'm getting really upset now. Well, first of all, as far as having no other skills, I doubt that's true. But I will say in most cases for dentists who graduated dental school and become licensed dancing with who brought is the best plan for career satisfaction, financial success, all those things. It's just a matter of finding the right practice for you. So don't get all upset that you don't think you have any other skills, even if that's true, which I doubt it is. You can have a great career in dentistry and it doesn't have to be dental practice ownership. You can have a great career as an associate, but I can tell you one thing. You are not going to have a great career in this practice. It may just be time to cut your losses and move on. Why should you be miserable every day of the week? And as far as practice ownership, yes, it is scary. It's daunting. It's intimidating. It's not for everyone. Again, there's nothing wrong with being an associate for your career. You can have an excellent career doing that. But think about this practice that you are in now. A doctor had a bad health problem, and the owners probably got it on a fire sale. You should look for a similar situation, a practice that is extremely affordable, going for a fire sale. I think use it to your advantage that the doctor did a lot of patch-up dentistry. You can not maybe not all at once onslaught the patients who love the old doctor, but eventually make this into a practice where patients do appreciate the high-quality dentistry you have to offer. Yes, it can be intimidating. Take the best management courses you can, both offered in dental management and regular business management and leadership. Get educated, get motivated. You don't have to be an extrovert or someone with a strong personality to be a great leader. So I'm gonna suggest to you that you look for your own fire sale for practice and grow it slowly on your own terms, the way that you feel a dental practice should be run. Okay. I'll just continue with the letter. That's my story in brief. The frustration I feel at work often goes back with me while I'm dealing with my kids at home. And on most days, I just feel miserable, tired, and unhappy. Needless to say, I dread coming into work each day. That is no way to live. Make your plan and make it now. You should never have to dread going to work each day. Never, never, never. In the last three months, I've done several DA duties, worked without an assistant, had my front desk staff come in and hold the suction, and this is not what I signed up for. The equipment is older than me. <laughs> I've, I've been there with my associates back in the day. Well, most days I'm struggling with water leaking from the handpiece, the air water syringe leaking all over the patient. I would leave if I could, but what's to say that the next job will not be the same or worse than this? You know, it is unacceptable to work and live like that it's up to you to make sure that the next job is not worse than that you know i i sympathize i empathize i do all these things but look in the end who is responsible for your career satisfaction you are you are you are i gotta tell you something that happened when i owned my first practice as it was growing i had some great associates i was not looking for a new associate frankly i didn't really have the patient flow yet for another associate, but a young woman came to me and she said, Look, I've looked at the practices in the area. I talked to people, yours is the practice I want to be in. I think we have similar philosophies. I think we could I could contribute greatly to the practice. And I said, That looks fantastic. Let's stay in touch, but I'm not really ready for another associate. And she said, I want to come into your practice. And I'll do the things that nobody else wants to do. For example, I'll work evenings. I'll work weekends. I'll develop my own patient base. You don't have to feel like you're feeding me any patients. When you're on vacation, I'll work long hours. I'll get involved in the community. I'll do all the things that anybody else would do to grow the practice if they owned it. But I'll do it within the confines of your practice. Essentially, this person came to me and said, I've researched the practices in the area yours is the one that fits my philosophy best. Give me a chance. You don't have to hand me patients. I'll cultivate my own patient pool. I just want to do this without yet having the responsibility of practice ownership. And Guess what? I hired her. It was a little slow going at first because I felt compelled to give the new patients who called to the associates I already had, but this person actually develop their own practice within the confines of my practice sometimes by taking the hours no one else wanted by going out and beating the streets, so to speak meeting people in the community getting people to call and request her and it worked great so letter writer are you willing to do that are you willing to maybe sacrifice some income for a while to grow a great practice within someone else's practice or purchase a fire sale practice and grow it there it will be tough but it will be exciting You'll be enthusiastic about going to work every day. You won't hate going to work every day like you do now. Okay, I'll continue the letter. It's almost over. <laughs> Dentists are expected to show up as leaders with positive attitudes and in general be happy, slash positive, slash outgoing, slash problem sol- solvers, slash do great great dentistry, slash keep going when things are not great. I agree right now. I'm not any of these things. I don't know if I should just continue here and hope that things will get better. Hint, they won't. Look for part time employment so the days I work are more bearable. Work at a healthcare center where hopefully things are more relaxed. I don't know. I know that you may be hearing this all too often, or maybe I'm wrong, and most dentists are leading happy, fulfilling lives. Well, I do think most dentists have decent careers or better and are leading, happy, fulfilling lives. But I get reached out to all the time by dentists who are not happy. And I can tell you something, you have to make the change. Things will not get better at this practice. Then they end by saying, I'll end by saying thank you for reading my story. I did not know who else to turn to. So I wrote to you. Thank you for reading it. Well, Again, I get letters all the time, emails. You can email me at richmatter.com and I will respond. But I wanted to read this one, not just to give advice to this associate, but also to say owners, practice owners, be the leader you need to be. Please, please, please. If you have associates or you want to hire associates, you can't just hire an associate and expect them to do all the things that you don't want to do and not be a leader and not be a positive role model and not be a mentor. It just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. I mean, you know, you might get some short-term income out of them, but they're going to leave. You're going to have a revolving door. I don't know about you. That is not the way that I want to practice dentistry. So thanks so much for writing in. I'm going to get off this letter now, but I thought it would be a great lesson for everyone listening to hear associates and owners alike. There can be great practices for associates, there can be great lessons to learn here, but it's not just up to the associate, it's up to the owner as well to provide a fantastic working environment. And associates, if you're in a practice like this, big hint, it ain't going to get better. Forge your own path. You don't have to be a dental practice owner to forge your own path. Okay. Thanks so much for writing in. I'm glad that you uh, you did that so we could all learn from what's going on with you. And I was very careful to hide your identity, geography, all those things. Okay, we've got some great mystery shopper calls today. But first, real quick, a bunch of people have been asking me about credit card surcharging. In other words, they know that there are programs where their credit card processor passes along the credit card fees to the purchaser, to the patient in this place. They In this case, (laughs) in this place too, I guess, um, they pay a slight surcharge and that way you have essentially no credit card fees. While Stacks, who is our favorite credit card processor because they just charge a flat low monthly fee, provides this service as well. You can find more by going to madow.com slash zero. Not the digit zero, but spell it out. M-A-D-O-W dot com slash Z. E-R-O and learn more about how you can do surcharging in your practice and not pay anything for credit card processing. All right. Super, super cool. We've got our mystery shopper calls all lined up. I think we've got three of them today. And as I quite often do, and I always say I'm going to do this, I went back to basics. Never been to your office before. I don't have insurance. How much is a cleaning? I need a bunch of crowns. That's the patient everybody wants, right? Okay. Let's see how we did here. Let's go over to Command Central, call number one. Quality assurance, this call may be recorded.
0: Dr. F***'s office, let me help
2: you. Hey, I have a question. Um, I have not been in your office before, but I just want to know if I come in for, like, a checkup and cleaning, what the cost will be for that.
0: Um, So if you've never been here, we have a special right now for $99. It's your exam, cleaning, and then the bite-wing x-rays, which are just one of each quadrant of your mouth.
2: One of each quadrant. Okay, what does that mean?
0: Yeah, the upper right, lower right, upper left, lower left. So it's four different So there's one x-ray? One
2: of each. Four x-rays, upper right, lower right, Mm -hmm. upper left, lower left. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, okay, and since I don't have insurance too, I think I've been told before I need a bunch of crowns. Um, do you do those on patients that don't have insurance, and how would that payment work?
0: We do. We definitely do do it, no matter if you have insurance or not, as long as you agree to the, the treatment plan, which they would do with you when you're here for your cleaning. Mm-hmm. They'll go over everything that you need, and then at the front, we'd go over the cost of everything. Um, if you mm-hmm. need payment arrangements, that's fine, but she only extends it out six months. So whatever the cost so is just, divided by six would be your monthly payment.
2: I got it. So, for example, if it's like $6,000, I could just pay 1000 a month correct oh that's reasonable okay great well thank you so much for that yeah no problem
1: right on thank you okay
0: thanks bye
1: bye bye no problem right on what i just made it very clear that i want an exam checkup and cleaning and that i am fine paying $6,000 for my treatment. If that's what I need, man, I sound like a great patient. She made zero attempt to say, let's get you on the schedule for your checkup and cleaning. I mean, zero less than zero. She also got clinical over the phone, which is, you know, I never like. And then of course, as always happens, gave this information by saying they do one bite wing X-ray in each quadrant. I, I mean, not that big of a deal, but it's wrong. It's not true. That's not what bite wing X-rays are. Um, As we know, yes, there are four of them, but it's not one in each quadrant. So there she gave misinformation, unless they're doing kind of bite-wing I've never heard of before, um, which I doubt. So again, that's not the worst of it. The worst of it is that she let this good patient slip through the cracks and we'll never see them again. Okay, let's move on to the next
3: call. This is Carly, how can I help you?
2: Hey, I have a question for you. Um, I've not been to your office yet, but I just want to know how much would the cost be for, like, a normal checkup and cleaning?
3: Sure. Um, Would you be using an insurance plan?
2: I don't have insurance.
3: Okay, sure, no problem. Um, Let me see here. I'm just gonna oh, sure. bring these things together.
2: We do like a whole treatment plan there? Uh
3: yeah, so it would just include, you know, periodontal maintenance, checking out your gums, um a cleaning itself, and some x rays.
2: Okay. What's periodontal maintenance?
3: Uh, that is just checking your gums and checking, like, the the pockets, the depth of the pockets around the gums to make sure there's no recession or any um, infection, bacteria, anything like that.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
3: I see. Yes, give me one moment. Almost got it here.
1: This is getting excruciating. <laughs> That's why I left this play out.
2: <laughs> wow. Well, the longer this takes, the more nervous I'm getting.
3: Uh, well, the estimate I have in my mind is 129, but I just want to verify that for you. Oh,
2: okay. That's not bad at all.
3: Yes. I just want to make sure I don't tell you the right, the wrong thing. Mm-hmm, um, good morning. Good
2: morning. Hi. Silver Bell. Oh, Silver mm-hmm.
3: as well. mm-hmm. um okay So... Do, do, do. and mm-hmm. um this this estimate that I'll give you includes fluoride, but you don't necessarily have to get the fluoride um let's see this twenty eight ninety seven uh, so, excuse me, it will be 191 out of pocket there. Um, however, we do have a discount plan. It's $99 a year, and with that, the exams are free. Um, the cleaning and x-rays are 40% off, and then other treatments are 20% off, and that covers you for the full year, so, you know, usually two appointments a year.
2: No kidding. That sounds like a great deal.
3: Yes. Yeah. So I'd be happy to tell you more about that or send you a link to check out the, the information and even enroll online.
2: Wow, what's just should I just go to your website to look at that?
3: Uh yeah, so I could send you the link to our website as well as um to that page on our website. Um it's kind of a pop out page and yeah, you can review all of that information as well.
2: Well what's a pop out page? Just pops right out?
3: Uh, it's just like a separate external page. Hmm. Okay, sure. Okay, great. Um, let me see. I see your phone number is...
2: Is that the best number to send it to? Um, Sure, you can send it to that number. That would be great.
3: Okay, or if you prefer email, happy to do that as well.
2: Yeah, why don't we do email? That actually would be better.
3: Okay, sure. Could you just let me know your best address?
2: Sure, it's... Big Sky Ski, so B I G S K Y S K I. All right. At AOL dot com.
3: Okay, sure. I'll be happy to send you that information.
2: Great. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
3: Yes, no problem. And we hope to get you in the office soon.
1: That will be
2: a fun time. Thank you very much.
3: Okay. Thank you. Have a great okay. day. Bye bye.
2: You too. Bye
1: we hope to get you in the office soon. It would have been a lot easier if you did it right when I'm on the phone. Wouldn't that be the best time to get me in the office just to say, let's get you in the office. Let's do your first appointment. Let's have you come in for your checkup and cleaning anything. I love that. We hope to get you in the office soon. Well, there I am. It's kind of like those people saying, you know, you go to the post office and you see the posters of of criminals you know wanted and you see their picture they it's like well why didn't they just arrest them and take them in when they were taking their picture that would have made a lot more sense it's the same thing here i'm right on the phone make the appointment right then oh man unbelievable i don't know why i made up that email address big sky aol.com i just totally made that up that is not my email address um maybe it is someone so please don't email to that address oh man this is crazy um yeah, she gave some clinical misinformation, as they always do, saying that a periodontal maintenance is part of the initial visit. Um, I, you know, Of course, she meant that they do a periodontal exam as part of the regular exam. But again, misinformation, don't get clinical. The fee was extremely reasonable. They have a great um, in-office membership plan with the fee being even more reasonable. And she did give all that information. She did everything except say, let's make an appointment. Boom. Now I am gone crazy. Let's do one more. And also one more thing I want to just make a quick comment about. The first call, you know how one of those, this call will be recorded for quality and whatever. You would think there'd be a correlation between calls being recorded and the person doing the right thing, um, i.e. asking the patient to make an appointment. But there seems to be no correlation that at all. So you're recording these calls for quality assurance. I don't think you're going back and listening to them. That'll be a good first step. Okay, let's do one more.
0: How can I help
2: you? Uh, I have a question for you. I've never been to your office before, but I want to know um, how much it is just for regular checkup and cleaning.
0: So, um, for the regular checkup and cleaning, it would be ninety-nine for the cleaning plus forty for the X-ray. And then, if you were to need like a deep cleaning, those range between four hundred to six hundred, not including the uh, forty-dollar X-ray.
2: Wow! So deep cleaning is six hundred plus the X-ray plus the checkup.
0: Well, it just depends. Um, You know, for the deep cleaning, it's a little difficult to kind of give the estimate. So since it's per quad, so usually like it'll be like one hundred to one fifty per quadrant for a deep cleaning.
2: Mm -hmm. How deep do they go?
0: (laughs) A deep cleaning is just going underneath the gums.
2: Yikes! Okay, and $40, that's for a full set of x rays? Uh,
0: that's just for the bite wing x rays.
2: Bite wing, okay, I see. Um, okay, and also, I, I've been told before um, that I, I might need like five or six crowns. Do you do that there? Do yeah. Do you do that kind do of treatment there? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Good, good, good. And uh, I don't have insurance, but could I just pay like cash, check, credit Absolutely. card, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. No checks. Oh,
0: cash and no. card, yes. <laughs>
2: no checks. Oh, why? Have bad luck with checks?
0: Yeah, it's just not a preferred payment method for
2: us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But cash will take... Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I, my my um, uncle actually, unfortunately, passed away in a horrible curling accident, and he left me some money, so I think I might be ready to get all this done. Nice. Right. Um, yeah. Okay, so... Um, And I might not need a deep cleaning, right, so it might not be that 600.
0: Right. So what I would recommend usually when uh, we have patients call in for, like, oh, I don't know if I need a regular or a deep, I just recommend the um, exam and x-rays. So Mm -hmm. that is 69, Um, and then that way we can kind of, um, you know, see what kind of cleaning you need and then give you the estimate for that before you do anything.
2: Okay, just sixty-nine. How do you come up with those figures? It's, it's, usually, it's like seventy or eighty. <laughs> I'm okay. not sure. It's just
0: office, office
2: Office sees. Okay, great. Well, hey, thank you so much for all the info.
0: Of course, no problem. You have a great day. All
2: right. Hey, you too. Bye now. Thanks. Bye bye.
1: I just don't understand how all these calls end with, okay, you have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. It's like when you're leaving the airplane and the flight attendants are all lined up. Bye-bye. 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 They can't wait to get you off the plane. Well, I don't know why they can't wait to get me off the phone without making an appointment. And I told her that I just came into some money because my uncle died in a horrible curling accident, which she just went like, Oh yeah, right. (laughs) I mean, I guess what else are you supposed to do? Uh, But man, Three times in a row, I told them I want to come in, I want to pay cash, I know I need treatment. Oh for three for making the appointments. Wow, wow, wow wowie, wowie, wowie. Too much. Okay. That is going to be it for today's episode. But hey, if you could do the entire dental community, and I'm not kidding here, do the entire dental community a great favor and give us a really good review. Whatever you're, you know, watching or listening on, whether it's a five star, thumbs up, or whatever it is on your particular platform. Then, if you could take another minute, if you are really feeling generous and just write a couple sentences about how much you love the dental practice fixers, dentists and team members all around the world will learn, will grow, and will appreciate it. And I will too. Okay. That is going to do it for today's episode. I'm Dr. Richard Amado co-founder of the Maddow Center. You can find me at rich, R-I-C-H, at maddow, M-A-D-O-W.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you, maybe even meeting you one day. Thanks so much for being a great listener. Bye.